What is up, guys? It is Stu, and it is another episode of the What the Fuck Gym Talk podcast. This is a story as to how just this week I experienced exactly what it's like to go through client acquisition as the client, right? To go from brand awareness, the consideration, the purchase. And my story this time is about a product, but we're going to re-engineer it for your gym. So in 2021, I believe, I fly out to Philadelphia to interview Drew and Joey, the founders of Fuel Hunt, the lifestyle apparel company. So I sh- I, we did that shoot the shit, my long format podcast out there. And while I was there, I believe it was Drew, he was taking notes. Uh, we did a meeting with his wife. His wife owns an uh, all women's micro gym out there in Philly. And so I met with her and the staff and we were problem solving through some things and everyone's kind of taking notes. And Drew has this like electronic tablet. It wasn't an iPad. It wasn't like an Android or a Samsung or anything like that. It was something different. And so I remember asking him, be like, hey, bro, what, what, what do you got there? What are you playing with? And he goes, man, this is called Remarkable. Remarkable is a, uh, it was newer on the market at that point, tablet. But it only was a writing utility, meaning the only thing you could do with it was write on it. You could also, I mean, you could write on it. Um, it would convert your text to, or I'm sorry, your write, your handwriting to text. But you could just write on it. And I was like, well, what's the big deal? He goes, it is the best writing experience possible if you like writing pen and paper, but you want the digital aspect of it. If you guys ever wrote, like if you have an, I have an iPad Pro, right? And it's got the pen. When I write with my iPad Pro, it doesn't do, like, it doesn't feel like I'm writing with pen and paper. You don't get that tactile feedback. It feels like I'm taking a really expensive electronic pen and I'm pushing it on a piece of glass. That's what it feels like. And I've bought all the add-ons, right? I went and bought the thing, you know, uh, they make these screen um, sticker kind of things like you put over, it goes over your screen, your iPad, and it's supposed to give it more of a paper type feel. I tried that. I tried different iPad pens and pen attachments to get that really tactile feedback. Cause when I was talking with Drew about this, like, yeah, I love writing on paper, but I, and then I use that iPad to write constantly. Anytime I'm on consulting calls, I am constantly using my iPad and a screen share to do these visual diagrams for clients, right? Maybe I need to visually show someone a business model or a certain process or whatever it may be. And just, it's easier to do visually than verbally. So I'm there and I'm looking at this thing that he's got and it looks awesome. And he's given me, I mean, the best referral possible. He's he's like, Stu, you have to buy one of these. If you like writing by hand, but you want it digitized. You want to be able to, you know, send it to people, screen share it, all this other stuff, um, highlight, e- you know, upload an ebook or a PDF and highlight and document right in there. You've got to check out Remarkable. And so I, I take that information. I remember he even texts me afterwards, like maybe a week later, like asking, like, did you get one yet? And I was like, ah, oh, no, not yet, whatever. And because I had an iPad. What do I, I've got an iPad. It's good enough. Right, it's good enough. It's not ideal, but it's good enough. Right, I already bought this. Why would I buy something else? That was 2021. Every single time I've used my iPad on a call or when taking notes, it has been exactly that. Good enough, but the pain point was there. The pain point was there and it was just, yeah, 
this sucks. I'm gonna, I'll look into that remarkable someday. And every now and then I might get an ad for it, like I'd say it out loud or whatever, or maybe I'd see it come across Instagram. I would look at them. I just never made the purchase. It, they're not expensive compared to an iPad. So it wasn't cost. It was just, eh, I'm good. I don't need another thing. This thing is good enough. I can tolerate the pain point of it not being perfect so that I don't have another thing. I don't even need another tablet-like device. Fast forward to last week, 2023. My girlfriend, or fiance now, um, father, he pits me up about Chuck. Chuck hits me up about fucking uh, note-taking shit. Say, hey, what do you use to take notes, this, that, and the other thing? So we get going. I said, hey, but by the way, I use this, but check out this thing called Remarkable. One of well, a buddy of mine sent it to me or told me about it, and you know I, I've looked into it. I haven't pulled the trigger, but I hear it's pretty cool. Long story short, that conversation with Chuck about I was you know third party recommending a product I'd never used, but told him I'd heard really good things about it. It got me looking into it again, and then I remember later that day, I'm going to do a presentation with a client, and I'm about to draw stuff out. And that Apple Pen dies. And one of the things with Remarkable, their pen never needs charging. It'll never die. And I was like, that's it. Fuck it. As soon as that call was over, I bought a Remarkable. It's been, it got shipped to my house. I have it now. I've been using it for like two days. It is fucking Remarkable. Here's, here's where this comes in. Here's here how this helps you. Two, two, two lessons to take away from this. Number one, the client acquisition process is long and tedious, and it's not as straightforward as you think it should be. I offer, if you offer a solution at your gym to a particular set of problems, right? Remember, you want to have a unique avatar, and an avatar is essentially a person, not a type of person, with a type of problem. It's not a type of person, it's a type of problem that you solve. That is your avatar. It's demographics, yes, but it's mainly psychographics. With that being said, you now have the you you now have this you know solution at your gym to solve this person's problem. But why are they not taking action? Why are they not opting into your landing page? Why are they not you know responding to your marketing and messaging? Assuming all those things are dialed in and they don't suck, it's because maybe what they're doing right now is good enough. I believe, I truly do believe in that phrase of don't let perfection get in the way of good enough when we're working on something. I do. And I, I believe in business and in, in various things in life, good enough is good enough. Not everything has to be perfect. But there's a certain point where good enough develops a larger pain point scale. It's good enough and then it's, it's still good, but God, it's annoying God, it's annoying. I really wish they would change this until it's, you know what? I'm too annoyed. I'm not doing this anymore. And that could be somebody who's working out at home by themselves. That could be someone at another gym with a lower quality service. Or it could be me with a product. Good enough has a shelf life. Now, there are some people generally of, of a certain type of demo and psychographic, but like, Good enough is always going to be good enough. Like it's, it's just, I don't need perfection. We can probably think of our fathers and uh, grandfathers like this, right? Older people 
where they've used the same, like, oh, I'm not getting a new, my grandfather, this is a great, my grandfather is, he's got a frying pan. This frying pan has got to be from the fucking 70s. There's no way this thing is not older than that. And he won't, every time we go to visit him for the holidays, my mom gives him shit. Susan's always up his ass, like, Dad, what are you throwing away this fucking frying pan? Like, he's like, it works fine. You know, it's it's good enough. However, in a, in a world with constant innovation, where these small pain points are being fixed at a rapid pace, especially in the product category, it's much easier to part with your money to solve these pain problems. And if it happens enough times, for me, from the time Joey recommended Remarkable to me, to the time I actually purchased it, I probably had experienced the pain point of using my iPad for writing and not enjoying the experience 400 times. I'd say probably four and 500 times. Real quick, before we get back to the podcast, if you are currently dealing with a problem in your business, instead of you trying to DIY this and go on gym owner Facebook groups and ask a bunch of strangers questions, I would highly recommend you understand how much money and time you're wasting when you could have just shot me a DM on Instagram at WTF Gym Talk, explain to me the problem you've got. And if I'm the right person, I'll solve it for you. I will engineer the solution and I will help you and empower you to execute it on your own. And then once the problem's solved, Fire me and get back on with kicking ass with your gym, but I'm here to solve your problems quickly and efficiently. If you've got one, shoot me a DM on Instagram at WTF gym talk. That's how many instances of the pain point I went through. So how many, how many Peloton workouts is someone going to do? How many times are they going to go to their shitty gym that they're not happy with the experience before they decide to make a move? The only differences between your gym and Remarkable, all I had to do was, A, I already had the thumb of a pro, the thumbs up of a, of a person I trust who gave me a referral. But even then, when your members are referring your gym, what are they able to access to complement the referral? I was literally able to go to YouTube. I put in Remarkable versus iPad. And you guys all know what came up. 1100 fucking videos. I didn't watch 1100 of them. I literally watched two. I watched the top two that had the most views. And I watched those. It was a combined total of about 12 minutes of my life between both videos. I instantly learned everything I needed to learn. And I honestly, I wasn't even really looking to learn anything else. I was looking for confirmation in my friend's referral. Not that I don't trust Joey. I trust those guys fucking probably more. I, I trust them more than people I've known longer. I, what we're doing is in that moment, before we whip out our credit card or we make a purchasing decision, we are looking for a different angle. Like we need someone to, you know, to co-sign the referral or co-sign our own thoughts. How many times have you justified, like you didn't even need anyone to refer something to you. You're like, hey, I'm gonna go buy that thing. It's really expensive, I really want it. Oh, but I, hitting, you know, putting this in my, I've put it in my cart a thousand times, I've just never hit purchase. But then you watch some videos or read reviews and it's like you have a friend on your shoulder saying, yeah, buy that shit, fucker. It's a smart idea, you'd be an idiot not to. 
You know how much it's costing you in pain right now every day you think about buying this instead of you just buying it? How much better will your life be? That is what content will do. Now, how easy or difficult is it to create content based on your gym versus a YouTube, you know, a person who does reviews on YouTube? I get it. I, I understand the, where you're like, well, it's a lot, lot different. I do understand it's a lot different. You're, you're not wrong, man. I, I get it. Is it not still possible? Could you not go ahead and create reviews like in the voice of your, because again, I understand there's not someone locally that does gym reviews on YouTube. There should be. His name should be me and I should just do that. That would be, that would actually be dope just to travel around and do reviews on people's gyms. So I'm going to, I'm going to write that down in my remarkable when I get out of this car. Uh, that's an idea. So anyway, <laughs> that's how my brain works. Um, where the fuck was I? Yeah. So, okay. You, could you, but could you have, again, instead of the, the boring testimonials, could you create more of a review? Like have you know, get the clients instead of talking about how much you've changed their life, talk about how much like these experiences in the gym have been better than others. Cause yeah, some people need life changes. Nobody walks into the gym and look at the, to buy a life change that's down the road. Because again, fitness is an instantaneous result. So the experience in and of itself has to solve a pain point immediately. Could you not, you couldn't do that? You couldn't create videos of your members and instead of asking them to give you a testimonial review, do a review like you would a product. Man, what, you know, you walk in the doors and someone's greeting you and you show B-roll of someone walking in the doors and greeting them. And, you know, my favorite is like, you know, I'm really stiff and sore, you know, from the day before. But by the time we get through these awesome warmups they do, I'm always ready to go. I've never, I have not got any injuries because they're so thorough with the warmup and then B-roll of them warming up. You guys get the idea, right? I don't need to produce your marketing video for you. Could you not do that? You could. You 100% could. And again, it might take someone two years, like it took me, to still make that purchasing decision. But this is the reality of client acquisition. It is not fast. For the minority, the small portion, it is a fast acquisition. For many though, for like where you probably want to be success-wise that delta of clients between where you're at right now and where you want to go, they exist somewhere between awareness and consideration. A, they might not be aware of you, likely. And then B, if they are aware of you, they're still in that consideration. Like they're still fucking with their old, you know, their iPad and experiencing the pain point over and over and over and over again. But they didn't have a reason to buy yet. Now I will say, if I had had been having the pain point and maybe I got hit with more marketing, like if Remarkable targeted me more, maybe they did a better job with their in, you know, their uh, paid advertising. Maybe if they would have ran a promotion, but we talked earlier, it wasn't cost. It was, it was good enough. So, okay, let's take promotion off the table. What if it would have been, um, you know, it, you know, mine's good enough. What if they would have put out a piece of content, you know, the four major flaws of the iPad? That, that could have also probably helped me lean into the decision. Like, oh, no, they, these guys understand that this is what sucks about writing with an iPad. 
This, my friends, is the first lesson to take away. Client acquisition is long and difficult. And if you reverse engineer the process, and again, that means you need to think of yourself as a consumer and the most recent funnel you went through. And that funnel being brand awareness to consideration, then to purchase, you can start thinking about how to create the same experience, hopefully on a faster timeline, for your gym. Number two, the remarkable, by the way, is absolutely that, it's incredible, but they literally did everything they could to not deviate to the detriment of the device. Here's what I mean. The remarkable is, I mean, it's a, it, the, the whole setup is great. I mean, it's flawless. It syncs up obviously with your like computer and your phone. But one thing I, I noticed, it doesn't have a backlight. So like if I'm lying in bed in the dark and I want to doodle or write in my little digital diary, I can't see. There's no backlight. There's no backlight because the presence of a backlight requires an additional piece of glass. An additional piece of glass would have reduced its core function, being the best digital writing utility on the market. They sacrificed something that a lot of people would say, oh no, you, should, you need that, you need that. In order to be the best in the market at what they do. And I do, I lie in bed, I take notes. Right, I might be listening to something or whatever it may be and I'm taking notes or watching a video, taking notes, drawing a diagram. Guess what happens? But if it's that dark, I can put on a light. I've got, you know, I've got these lights by the side of the bag. Put one, turn on one of those. Or I just go to bed. It's like, where am I writing in the dark? Like practically, it's like one of those, like it's nice to have, but you don't need it. It's kind of like showers in a gym. Every gym was like, oh no, we got to have showers. And then literally three people a week use a shower that cost you, you know, a grand total of 30 grand up front. And then the extra square footage costs you an extra 400 bucks a month. It's not worth it. It's not worth it at all. But be like, well, no, because I think people are going to, you know, want to come here and work out and then hang out on my, on my couches because I have cold brew and they're going to want to hang and we think of these things, it's like, no, they're not. That's not it. Like, do the one thing. Like metabolic, making their lobbies as small as possible. Because they, they're like, sure, I'm, I, I'm, yes. Do I think it could be cool if people get hang? Yeah. But that's not what we do well. We do a great group, like a very efficient group fitness program for high performers who need to get in and get out. They're not trying to hang out in the fucking lobby. You want to hang out at the gym for two hours afterwards? Go and fucking go to a CrossFit gym. They love that shit. This is like, they sacrifice certain elements in their design because it would detract from them being the best digital writing device on the, on the market. There's no apps. You can't do email. You can't text. You can't go on the internet. That's not what it's for. They are the epitome of we do what we want to be great at, and that's it. We don't want to be great at everything, because you can't be. You will then become mediocre at everything. Instead, they're fucking incredible at one thing. So um, all this to be said, there's an affiliate link down below for Remarkable.com if you guys, and I'm just joking. Um, but it is, fuck, it's fucking dope. I love it. I hope this, like, I, literally, this is, 
these things happen in my life. I think of them and then I relate it back to how it could, like how I would have this conversation with the gym owner. I want you to be a little bit more thoughtful as things happen to you in life, as a consumer, as you go through the buying cycle of brand awareness to consideration, the purchase, be more thoughtful in what's happening in real time and take note. How can you take what you're experiencing right now and translate that to your own client acquisition system? Because that's all it is. When I build a custom client acquisition system for a gym, it is literally just very detailed outline of awareness, how do we achieve it? Consideration, what do we put out into the ether for them to learn more about us? How is it designed? How is it story told? Where is it accessible from? From what point of view? What problems do we solve? And then purchase. What does our sales process look like? It's the opportunities to improve that in your business. You're experiencing them outside the gym as a consumer every single day. You just got to be thoughtful about it. All right, guys, that's all I got. Until I talk to you in the next podcast. And if you ever want to go ahead and hop on a call to talk about your client acquisition system, whatever it may be, shoot me a DM on Instagram at WTF Gym Talk. But until I talk to you in the next podcast, have a great fucking day.